And, and he's not ranked by fly-by-night agency. He's ranked by Brand Finance. Brand Finance was founded around 1996 or so. It's headquartered in London, and every year they they evaluate about five to six thousand brands globally. So they're in over 20 countries, Elvis. So this is something, but it's not surprising because Equity Bank, which almost started as a collective savings scheme, led by a man called or turned around by a man called James Mwangi, has been doing wonders in terms of presence at one state, and it could still be. It was among the, the biggest, if not the biggest, in Africa when measured according to the number of bank accounts, which means when you see an account, a bank like that, it means it goes into areas where other banks are not willing to go. I remember when I still did some business in South Sudan, it was one of the first countries to go there in round about 2011. And they even went into Somalia at one stage. So they are not afraid to go anywhere. But because they use collective savings scheme, they are more like a cooperative bank in character, not necessarily as a legal entity. So there you have it. But James Mwangi has already been ranked the finance, the banker of the year twice by Financial Times of London. So it's not surprising. Currently, with a valuation of about $2 billion US dollars, that is not a surprise. Fifth largest in the world, that's something. There's no other African bank in that rank. Hmm. And then to Morocco, where the EU unveils a 1.6 billion euro investment in Morocco. Ursula von der Leyen, I think she's a German physician who is the president of of the European Union. This is the battle for the soul of Africa yet again, Elvis, because mm. if you remember that this global gateway project of the European Union is seen as a rival or as a contestation or response to the Chinese Belt, Belt and Road and Belt Road project, which is trying to finance infrastructure across the world. But often when you look at infrastructure that's financed by other people, Elvis, it tends to favor their interests. In other words, China is building roads and all kinds of infrastructure because they are directing resources from many countries to themselves, but also they are deploying their own engineering skills, their own financing, development finance. So the European Union is realizing they need to respond here because China is obviously overtaking them in the United States as they trading partner of Africa. But Morocco is a strategic country. This $1.8 billion project is to create that gateway to Africa because Morocco, if you remember, is across the Strait of Gibraltar in the Mediterranean Sea leading into Spain and, and those southern European countries. So it's one way of connecting Europe to the rest of Africa through Morocco. And Kiswahili becomes AU's working language. Everybody will be greeting with Jumbo. They should have listened to you, Elvis, now, shouldn't they? This is the African Union following. French is a working language. English is a working language. But they say with 100 million people or so across Africa speaking the language as their home language or day-to-day lingua franca, why not make it that? Because already UNESCO is declaring a lot of home language days, and I think July the 7th is going to be celebrating that. But it's just a way of showing you that it's not only important to learn Mandarin, it's also important to learn Africa. Remember, Kiswahili, the beauty about it is that it's not associated with anyone. It's not Anglophone. It's not Francophone. It's literally the language of Africa. So by learning it, you are becoming truly African. I suppose the African Union is behind already in that it should have done that long ago.
Well, Jumbo Victor Homoshwana, the author of Africa is Open for Business. And Africa Bounces Back, that's his latest book. He's also the executive director for marketing and communications at the University of Limpopo.